Welcome to Where's My Sign, where we share stories of how God has touched our hearts and affirmed his existence and love for us. I'm your host, Amy Arton, and today we have guest Brittany LaFosse. Uh, welcome to the show, Brittany. Hi, how's it going? You doing okay today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited to get you to tell your story to our audience. Me too. Woo-hoo. Okay, Brittany, so I usually like to go ahead and start with a prayer. So would you like to lead us in a prayer? Sure, I'll do that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, Grant that by the same Holy Spirit, we may truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, Brittany, so let's just go ahead and get right on into it. But before we get to your story, can you tell us a little about your background prior to the circumstances that led you to be in a closer relationship with our Lord? Yeah, I grew up as a, a cradle Catholic. I made all of my sacraments and, um, you know, I always knew that I wanted to be Catholic and continue to be Catholic as I was going through school and college and everything. So I never really faltered in regards to that. But I, I really think that I didn't <clears throat> truly understood what it meant to be Catholic and what the sacraments truly mean in our lives and the graces that we can receive from the from the sacraments. So I think definitely, you know, my childhood set me up um to continue to be to be Catholic, but it didn't I truly didn't understand the meaning of suffering and um I always thought that, you know, praying equals good things and so if we pray you know when I was a kid if I would pray I would um, you know do well on a test or pray to do well on a test but I'd still study for it and I if I would do well you know a lot of it my thoughts were you know those prayers are going to help me um, do well and it wasn't until I actually had to truly suffer in life that I recognize the importance of suffering. Yeah, you know, it's hard to understand suffering until you've actually experienced it. And it's something that none of us can escape. And it's definitely a part of life that, as crazy as it seems, is actually a gift from God because he uses it to purify us. And when we understand how suffering works, it can lead us to a closer relationship with him. So it's not a shock that he chose suffering as a way to draw you closer to him. Now, with that being said, what was the event that brought suffering to you? On February 25th of 19, I had a, I experienced a miscarriage. And um, that was my first under experience of suffering in life. And whenever that happened, I had no idea what to do. It's like, you know, I thought I did everything right. And um, I thought I would never experience a suffering like losing a child. And it's hard to understand the suffering that people go through after losing a child until you're in it. And no one wants to be in the the club. So 
when you find yourself in the club, for me, I, f- <clears throat> I fell into a, a lot of depression and anxiety. And I actually got pregnant quickly again for um, my next son. And it only enhanced and increased the depression and anxiety. Um, and at the time, I was a um, I was a breadwinner for our family while my husband was in school. And, you know, I grew up thinking that we should, that women work and you, you know, you contribute to your family and you do those types of things. And whenever I wasn't able, I couldn't get out of bed one day to work. Um, I didn't really know what to do. And um, I was able to take some time off. And then once I took some time off, it... um, I tried to go back to work and I still couldn't. And at the time, as a therapist, I was an occupational therapist and treating patients. And at the time, we still needed someone to work. So I I did switch jobs, being a therapist, but not actually treating patients. And I was able to get through that um, to be able to uh, get to the birth of our son, Quinn. But what happened was... I was still, you know, I got better during the second trimester where I was actually able to function. But the third trimester, the anxiety and depression just came back with a vengeance. And it was really hard for me to go to work. I I ended up um, stopping work early, Uh, went on maternity leave early, um, like a week or so early before I gave birth to Quinn because I just I couldn't work anymore. It was it was it was too much on me. And um. So, you know, it was really a lot of those events that had continued to happen that only increased the anxiety and depression and then the hormones at that. And it was for me trying to decide uh, whether I would go back to work. And my husband and I, we've always said that I would eventually become a stay-at-home mom. And we just decided that it would be best for me not to go to work. And, you know, we trusted in God at the moment to just allow us to get through that time. Right. So before you experienced any suffering, you had equated that doing good and doing the right things, especially in the spiritual life, would give you a life with little or no suffering. But then you experienced that loss of your child through a miscarriage And it led you into a pretty dark place with confusion because it's a bad thing that you wouldn't have expected given the way you were living your life at the time. Um, But can you tell us what transpired after all of this that led you down that path of healing and transformed your understanding of suffering and ultimately led you closer to Christ? So I decided to not go back to work. And whenever... Um, I was in mass one day and I really was just a body in a pew for um, at least a year. Um, So February 25th of 19 was when I experienced the miscarriage. And then I gave birth to Quinn on November 27th of 19. And then, um, you know, I went on maternity, full maternity leave. I obviously um, finished my maternity leave and decided not to go back to work. And during that time, I um in the bulletin at at church um you know I there was a flyer and it had um there was going to be a grief workshop for parents of child loss 
and I saw it, you know, one or two times out or on multiple weekends that we went and it was just like, you know, we should go to this. I think it, you know, I think it would really help us. And I kind of, you know, at first was like, Oh, look at that. I want to go. And then just kind of forgot about it. And then, um, just kept seeing it. And every, every weekend it just kept, you know, coming up. So whenever I saw, like I said, I saw it in the bulletin and I decided to, for us to sign up for it. Well, I ended up emailing, um, Kelly, who were, who's one of the founders of Red Bear Ministries and asked her some questions about it. Cause I wasn't sure, um, if they had room or anything. And so decided to go signed up for it. And my husband and I found ourselves, you know, sitting, um, at St. Bernard Parish in Burbridge at a table with other couples of miscarriage. And that was kind of the day that started, um, our, our journey of coming out of darkness. And the workshop was really kind of our first, um, a first meeting of what suffering or even the word suffer. Um, I never, like I said, I never really understood suffering. And it's, it's so funny because it's like a phenomenon of like, you know, like I said earlier, where good things are, good things happen to good people. And when a bad thing happened to good people, I didn't know where to turn. And when I, you know, not knowing where to turn, even though, you know, in my heart and my brain, I knew like I needed to pray. I needed to go back to church. I needed to, or to go continue going to church. I needed to do all these things. All of that was just because, you know, I didn't want to go to hell and I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to follow what the church teaches. And it wasn't because, um, you know, to help get get me closer to God, to help get me closer to heaven, to see my son again one day. And the workshop truly helped me to under to understand that we were going to be okay. And for me, that was my first little, I guess, ping, you should say, of um, this is kind of what our life is going to be. And there's other people who are sharing in the suffering. Um, Before, I didn't know, you know, if my miscarriage even mattered um, in this world. And I didn't know, I knew it mattered, but it was hard to I didn't get that from other, you know, enough people to validate um, the miscarriage and to validate that my son, you know, was a human being and alive. You know, I was I was getting trouble because I always say, even though it was only five weeks, um, but you know, being pro life, we we always need to know that all life matters. And I think, like I said, through Redbird Ministries. Um, and the workshop was, that was my first, um, meeting where other people were there. They all had, um, experienced a lot of the same emotions, experienced a lot of the same, um, grief. And I just found a community, you know, and a flock of people that just got it. And, 
it's hard to understand until you're in that same boat as other people that, um, you know, what the ministry gave to us that day. And and we left, I, I left emotionally drained, but that's just my personality. But I looked at Derek and I was, it, I just felt like we were going to be okay. Then I just wanted more. Um, I, I wanted to hang out with Kelly a lot more. I wanted to um, be around other people who got suffering. Right. I wanted to, um, you know, to just be able to have other people that got it. I hear you. So you mentioned Redbird Ministries helped you to understand the meaning of your suffering. But on top of that, it gave you hope because you saw that there were others who had experienced the same type of grief you were experiencing, but they were now in a better place. And seeing them in that light led you to want to have that type of joy in your life as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. And you could see, um, you know, Kelly and Ryan, their relationship, you can see um, just through the workshop because they sat at our table to um help men you know help through the questions with uh with the couples of the miscarriage table and just you know they were talking about Curcio and you just see something different in people and you're like you know what did they do oh they did this oh well I might go try to do that and you know just different things that um that if you're like if you're in the muck and the knee deep of grief and you find somebody who's doing very well but you found out that they weren't doing well at one time in their life in regards to um you know suffering and all of that and and you see them how they are you know now and you're like oh man like I really want to do that it's it's kind of like when someone has an ice cream cone, you're like, oh, I really want an ice cream cone. How did they do that? You know, how did they get that? Um, so whenever, um, you know, I started on a journey of, you know, just hanging out with Kelly more. And like we, we started growing a friendship and then like she sponsored me for Curcio. And then um, I went to the Redbird. Um, mom's retreat and just continuing on the journey I started spiritual direction and I was I was trying to to do I've been trying to do different steps to get me closer to Jesus and and there's been little bitty bits and pieces throughout that um you know just just thinking about Mary suffering at the foot of the cross and for me whenever I recognize like Jesus and Mary suffered the ultimate suffering. Jesus had zero reason to be condemned. Mary did not have to stand at the foot of the cross and watch her son die. And they did it willingly because they knew what the ultimate goal was. Amen to that. You know, they certainly didn't have to do what they did. And praise be to God, they did accept that task for our sake. But Moving along, since Redbird Ministries was that catalyst after your miscarriage that walked you down that path of healing and led you to other events, including Curcio, which also helped you to grow in your relationship with our Lord and also helped you in your understanding of your suffering, as well as that of your Catholic faith, which for those of you who are interested in learning more about Curcio, 
I've placed a link on the iBelieve.media website for your reference. But as far as Redbird Ministries, Brittany, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, Redbird uh, Ministries um, is a Catholic grief support ministry who helps uh, families of child loss, um, no matter the age. So it can be from miscarriage to adulthood. And essentially, um, they help you to rewrite your thinking and to understand um, understand your grief. They give you people who are also going through grief, just like you. Um, I've going through, you know, we've had the workshop, the uh, retreat, the mom's retreat, and then, you know, there's a dad's retreat too. And then there's a lot of different other resources like a consecration book that's out. And then um, Kelly has her own book too as well that she wrote. And then just a lot of different resources that unite yourself with the Catholic Church and get, help you to understand the importance of the sacraments to get you through through your grief and to validate your grief. And especially through miscarriage, a lot of people don't um, understand or it's really hard to, I guess, validate your grief through miscarriage because of the way our our world thinks of um you know that when life begins and you know growing up and understanding and being pro-life and learning that life begins at conception as you know someone who's had a miscarriage you, you're not necessarily met with the same you know not everyone thinks the same way so um like I said, Redbird allows, validates your grief and validates the importance of recognizing your child as a child, um, no matter whatever age it is. Um, so, like I said, just all of the different um, resources that you're given. And then you're also, you know, you, you have other moms that you can um, relate to. And then you also, you know, if your husband's in your husband's, um, especially my husband, Derek, he, you know, he's very involved and he's still very involved in, you know, our grief together. And that's the biggest thing, too, that they also are is important to Redbird is to um, to keep the family together and helping the family as a couple. Um, you know, everybody, if someone comes by themselves, obviously that's perfectly fine but it's always great to also have the couple because you know I think um I forgot what this the statistic is but it's pretty high on the percentages of marriages who end in divorce after five years post um post loss and I think that's a that's also an important aspect of of Redbird is to help decrease that divorce rate, um, and help couples understand, um, how a man and a woman grieves differently and how to better communicate amongst yourselves. So, um, you know, like I said, Redbird, like you were saying, Redbird, um, kind of started my journey on, um, understanding suffering 
and started my journey um, in the and it's really only have been almost two years. Um, we went to the workshop right before COVID, so um, COVID kind of put us down in regards to not being able to see a lot of people and and do those types of things. And then we started doing events, and um, so it's only continuing to grow because we're you know we're able to see people and able to meet and able to do activities and stuff like that. So um, you know if anyone does have if anyone has lost a child I'll def- definitely um encourage you to reach out to Redbird and um you know just find out what what they have and where they can um help you and everything um oh Brittany not to interrupt but you said that Redbird Ministries is also for those who have lost adult children as well correct yeah our biggest um groups through Redbird have been adult loss and we always you know I always love uh, as an when I was an occupational therapist I worked a lot with um with older people and I love my you know my grandmas and grandpas and also you know my 50 year olds and older that's I kind of just have a special place in my heart for for people of that population and um you know to see I've heard uh, Father Brady, he, um, in one of our videos for Redbird, he talks about how he's done, um, he's had funerals for moms of child loss of younger kids and child loss of older children. A lady, I think, um, I don't know how old the, the son was, but the mom was still alive. And he said that, you know, the the look in their eyes were the same, you know, and I don't think it, I don't think it truly matters what age your child is when they die. Um, because it's, it's the same, it's yeah. the same grief. It's your child. It doesn't matter the age. And I think that's definitely the beauty of Redbird is we don't, you know, it's child loss grief, but it doesn't matter the age, which I think for me to validate my child at five weeks old, um, when I never even heard um, a heartbeat, I never got an ultrasound, I never experienced those things, but to still validate that my, my child was a child and he mattered and matters um, is definitely the beauty of Redbird and of of just mainly the women and well, men and women that are a part of the ministry. Yeah, you know, that's great to hear that Redbird is there with men and women involved providing such a service to those with loss of a child and not only providing such a great service, but it's offering support and leading those who are grieving to a greater understanding of the beauty of suffering as hard as that might be. And, you know, to have it leading others to know God's love for them as it did for you in the whole process, that's just, I mean, it's, it's just such a wonderful gift. Now, for those of you listening, if you're wondering how to reach out to Redbird Ministries, you can find them at redbird.love. That's redbird.love. And if you forget, I've also placed the link in the links of interest section next to the podcast video at ibelieve.media. And if you have 
someone who you know is struggling with the loss of a child, or if you yourself are struggling with the loss of a child, please reach out to this group as they are a wonderful asset and gift from God to help those in need. And on the website, they give you a list of chapters that they have available at different dioceses across the country. But have no fear, if they don't happen to have a chapter in your diocese, they do have the capabilities to help you from afar. And just to let our non-Catholic listeners know, while Redbird Ministries is a Catholic-run organization, you don't have to be Catholic in order to reach out and receive assistance. So if that's the case for you or someone you know, don't let that be a factor in your reaching out to them for help. But off subject, I've also placed links about the sacraments of the Catholic Church next to the podcast video as well for those of you who may not be Catholic and are interested in reading up on what the sacraments are in the Catholic Church. And with that being said, Brittany, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm so excited that you came on and shared your story about how God spoke to you through Redbird Ministries. And before we go, do you have any words of encouragement or advice for our listeners? Yeah, I would definitely say that um, just know that that Jesus loves you and know that there is a resource out there for you whenever you're ready. Um, you have so many people who have lost a child that you can reach out to through the ministry. But I just want you to know that um, it's going to be okay. If you're, if you're having a bad day, um, just turn to Jesus and under and know that Jesus and Mary suffered and they, um, they understand what you're going through. And I just want you to know that, um, like I said, that there's, there are people out there who are willing and ready to help you. And, um, there's people praying for you and I will definitely keep everyone who has lost a child in my prayers and, um, keep me in your prayers as well. Amen to that. Thank you, Brittany. And before we go, would you like to close us in a prayer? Yes, I will. Um, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been enjoying a production of iBelieve.media. Have a blessed day.